You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Locker Room. Got a couple of substitutes sitting here today, Kerry Clark and Mark McGriff. Good morning, uh, good morning, good morning. So this was like this early in the morning. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> many of my years, I've done mornings a couple of times. Many of my years was uh, nighttime work. So, hey, I'm glad to be back doing morning drive. It's always fun. It's a unique experience. It is, it is. But, you know. Sometimes it, you see the sun come up. <laughs> That's true, too. But, uh we're going to have a full two hours of fun with y'all today, sitting in from Wimp and Barry. They're out of town uh, attending a, an all-star basketball game and checking that out. And uh, we're glad to sit in for them. We'll have a few guests, but we also welcome your calls at 205-342-9904. Uh, again, that's 205-342-9904. If you want to get in here and talk about some Bama, Arkansas, or... The Braves letting us down again. Uh, More on that in a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, got a big night tonight of high school football. We have not one but two different shows on yeah. Friday nights dedicated to high school football from 6 to 9. I host Friday Night Live. We just call it Friday Night Lights, but we had to change it for copyright reasons. So Friday <laughs> Night Live, L-I-V-E. Still F&L, though. And uh, we will do live updates of games in progress. Uh, we're going to have Jalen Prince, who's my normal studio co-host. We're ha- I got him out in the field tonight because we were shorthanded on reporters. He'll be covering the West Blockton at ACA game. But we'll be giving you scores from a whole lot of other games. I've got correspondents lined up for the Hoover-Tuscaloosa County game and for the Tuscaloosa Academy-Winston County game. That is, if they have sales service in Double Springs. We're going to find that out tonight. And also uh, going to have somebody calling in from uh, Central Northridge. So we'll have live reports on all those games, so you can listen to that. And then from 10 to 11 tonight, the Last Call Scoreboard Show, I'll be bringing you that. And uh, we'll have final scores on there as long as well as reports from the aforementioned games that I that I just let, listed out to you. But uh, changing back to Major League Baseball, Mark, I've been following the Braves since '73, and most of those have been have been tough years. A lot of great regular seasons. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Then comes the postseason, and of course we still have that '21 World Series. And we still have that 95 World Series, which I was actually there for the last game of the 95. I remember that, was that game. That cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, last night was another disappointment. They, they get beat three out of four, and their season is over. The final was three to one. Uh, the bats just uh, stayed on the rack after the regular season. Ended. Well, I mean, the Phillies out hit them. I mean, the Phillies had 10 hits for the game, and, and Braves only had five. And, um, you know what? <laughs> I hate to say it, but nine out of 10 times, Atlanta's always going to Atlanta. In the playoffs, and I hate to say it, but it's 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 heartbreaking, heart wrenching, whatever you want to say, and it just I hate to see it because correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean I know the Braves had one of the best records in baseball. I think they were like 104 and 58 was their their record for right. the year, and it's like yeah. wow. I mean, how do you get the you know to the playoffs and just get beat three out of four? Pitching is way Key. more important in the 
postseason than it is the regular season. And it wasn't that Spencer Schrider pitched poorly last night. No, no, he pitched a good game. I mean, he, he, you know, there was a few mistakes along the way. But, I mean, you know, a couple of pitches I'm sure he wished he would have had back. But, I mean, you know, when Bryce Harper uh, gets hot, watch out. They define a quality start in Major League Baseball as a minimum six innings and giving up no more than three earned runs. Well, he gave up the three earned runs, but he only made it five and a third by my count. Yeah. And uh, he he didn't quite get a quality start, but he was still pitching well. The Braves just, just couldn't hit the ball. And they had that situation in the seventh, I believe, with the bases loaded, two outs, and Acuna hits one deep to left center. And it looks like it could be a three-run double. And the center fielder for the Phillies just runs it down and just robbed Atlanta of their heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I just think that took their took their heart. That, that was a a if you the old school term rally killer, if you will. Oh. You know, yes, yes. So yeah, it, it was heartbreaking to watch, but you know, hey, maybe. Uh, I'm glad they based the MVP on the regular season because if they based yeah. it on the playoffs, it wouldn't be a coup. No, I no. still think he's got a great chance to win it. Uh, be, being the first ever forty seventy guy, yeah, yeah, for, regarding homers and steals, but he, he didn't get it done in the playoffs, and he'd be the first to tell you that. No, yeah, the that's whole true. team really didn't get it done in the playoffs. No, uh, they, they did. There, there were a few bright spots like that win in Game Two in Atlanta, but that was the only win. Get beat three out of four. Didn't right. he make it to Game Five? No, no. And, and they're t- and, and I, I saw an interesting stat driving in today, Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife was driving, so I was able to read Twitter. <laughs> right. uh, this is the first time in the history of Major League Baseball that the final four teams left, that's two in the American League and two in the National League, won 90 or less in the regular season. I know, and that's, that's never crazy. Happened. That's never happened. I mean, who, who would have thought such a thing? It's uh, Postseason's a whole different ball game. Well, it just shows that just because you are the quote-unquote best team in baseball in the regular season does not mean you're automatically going to win a World Series or even make it to the World Series. Or even make it to the National League Championship yeah, Series. Yeah, in I mean, case. yeah. Now the Dodgers got swept. I know their fans feel just as bad as the Braves. Oh did. yeah, oh but, yeah. But the the National League Championship Series is Arizona and Philly. I never would have thought that. I, nobody would have thought that. I never would have picked that. The, I mean, the American League Championship Series. Everybody was ready to crown the Orioles, just like they were crowning oh, the Braves in our yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. The Orioles get swept in round one. That does not. That does not hurt my feelings. Swept three zero. No, I, and I, it, so it's the Texas Rangers. And yeah. the Houston Astros to determine who goes to the World Series. Either way, Texas is going to have a team in the World Series, the state of Texas. Yes, one of the two. Now, my biggest thing, of course, I mean, obviously both my teams are out this season. So, I mean, you know, personally, if, if somebody's going to win, I'd rather be the Diamondbacks or the Rangers, obviously, you know, if they match up. Because anybody but the Astros, please, not not the Astros. I mean, just just a personal opinion. I will rant and rave about yeah, it. You might you might be disappointed here. In a yeah, weeks. I know, I know, I know. They're, they're pretty good. They they are. I but just, you know, Texas is good. Oh yeah, and yeah. We yeah. all know Philly's good. That's true. Arizona's the one shocking me. Yeah, I, they, didn't, I didn't really know the snakes had it in them. Well, I was gonna say they they would be the looking at the last four teams. They are the Cinderella possibility, for lack of better terms. The so Cinderella story. Yes, yes. Because yeah. I mean, I didn't. It, it beginning of season, Carrie. If you would have said who would you pick to be in the world or the uh, playoffs to be see who's going to the World Series, the Diamondbacks would not have been my choice of mine. I wouldn't even have had them making the playoffs in no. the first round. Mm-mm. Not at all. Based and, on on the previous year, no. And they, but you know what? It, it's all about what you do. In the clutch. Well, you said, Kerry, it, when, it's when somebody gets hot. If they get hot playoff time, that's normally when it's, when they take off. I mean, you know, uh, like I said earlier, Bryce Harper, when, he, when that bag gets hot, watch out. 
Well, let's go ahead and take our first call of the day, Mark. Uh, we got Bryce on the line uh, to talk some sports with us. Bryce, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you, Terry? Pretty good, pretty good. What you got on your mind today, sir? Well, we just need to take care of business this week and don't take Arkansas lightly and we'll be okay. I tell you what, oh, if you yeah. listened to Saban on the radio last night, and uh, I got a couple of articles up about that right now on Tide 109 point. Com, dot com. Uh, he his his final word, and I knew it would be, was to not be complacent, and he sent that out to the players and the fans. So it is a danger, Bryce, uh, looking over teams like this because uh, the worst thing you can do is look over another SEC team, especially when you have an eleven o'clock kickoff and, and you're about half awake anyway. Is it ESPN carrying that game? I believe that's correct, isn't it, Mark? I uh, believe so. Um, I tell you, Tyler, 100.9 is carrying it, and so yeah. is 95.3 the Bear. Yeah, I was going to say, Bryce, if you, you know, if by chance you're out and about, you can uh, stream us th- through our app, or, uh, you know, yeah, if you're I'm, n- in da- if, I'm in Dallas, and I'm going to one year old birthday party. Oh, you're in okay, Dallas, Big D. Dallas, Dallas that's Texas. What I'll be doing. Oh, oh, yeah, and my brother in law is Big Aggie fan. I was. <laughs> He won't want to see me. I, I know for a fact it's ESPN because the uh, the color commentator for the game, Dusty Dvorak, former Oklahoma defensive player, was the guest media host last night with Eli and Nick on the radio show. So, and he's he's ESPN. So yes, it is ESPN. Yeah, well, Eli, I like to see Eli carry. Maybe they they kept him play ball, take care of business, and maybe we get to see uh, uh, Ty Simpson because we might need him in case. Uh, something happens to Mel, well, we're going we're gonna to have to get him ready. Well, I think they'd like to get him in the fourth quarter if they can. Uh, if the game allows, that's one of those yeah. things we learned a long time ago, Bryce, not to ask Slavin about it. No. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear nothing about no, how we're going to sub good. for being ahead. He'll jump you like, whoo, I've seen it done. And I'd like to – and these other people worrying about why that running back's not playing that question. He's probably not blocking right. If you don't block, you don't run. Talking about Justice Haynes. That's saving, yeah, that's saving through. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a possibility, but also it hurt him in August but right before the second scrimmage when he got hurt and didn't get to scrimmage that second time. That knocked him down, I think, from third to fourth on the depth chart. He was always going to play Jason Roydell as seniors, and they, they've, oh, they've, yeah, they've yeah, done their time. They've done, you know, Jason, you know, we go back a long way a couple of years ago. Me and a friend of mine that lived here in Dallas, we met in uh, Arkansas for the Arkansas game about three years ago, and Chase ran that 85-yard run. He high-fived me, and me and my friend Ben, uh, we, uh, we we made Nick Saban show, we made sports, and it was pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, that'd be a cool and, experience. Uh, yeah, right, it, yeah, that was, man. He's, and I, he, you know, him being from Texas and everything, I've always followed him, a friend of mine. Kids went out there, Alito. Uh, they grow players out there, but they've won, uh, they've won a lot of uh, high school championships out there. You know, that running back that Texas had that was real good, he was from there too, uh, Alito. Uh, they grow championship players out there, so Chase was used to playing on championship teams when he come to Alabama. All right, yeah, Bryce. Yeah. Anything That's else today? Yeah. I'm, I hate that for the Braves, but you know, it ain't, you know, it meant to be. And my ex-father-in-law, he's a big Diamondback 
fan. I'm sure he's going to be happy too because he's diving back to be to God. Yeah, which sure. was a, that was a shocker to me. Yeah, nobody well, saw that coming. They said that's who we should have been playing. I think they kind of who do the uh, the Braves on the on on the selection on the seeding. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, get no break. That's for sure. No, not a break. But then again, gentlemen, like I said before, uh, the Braves are nine out of ten times. The Braves are going to do what the Braves do in postseason, and it, it's heartbreaking. It is, but you know, we got to live with it for three hundred sixty-five days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my nephew, he went to a game, I think it was Tuesday night in Atlanta. Was it Monday or Tuesday they played in Atlanta? Uh, it, was, um, it was Monday. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he went to a game, right. it was all fired up. I said, man, it would be hard for him to get one in Philly. They don't get one, it's over. And it was. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they let him win that first game, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah. So, it, it broke pretty quick. Did you Kentucky and Georgia game surprise y'all? Yeah, not I think really. The margin did a little bit. Yeah, I thought Kentucky gave them a little bit more of a fight, but uh, Georgia's starting to put it together now. Unfortunately for the rest of us, but we'll see how it all ends up. We'll see what happens when they go to Knoxville, Bryce. Yeah, I, I, Knoxville, I think we, out of all people, you know, and, and I don't want to look ahead, but I think we we've got the best chance of beating anybody because. Because we can throw the ball, and if you can throw the ball, you can beat Georgia. Their, yeah. their pass defense is not that good. You know, of course, number 19 is going to get his. You just got to hold everybody else down. Bowers, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, we got to go to break, Bryce. We appreciate you calling, man. Appreciate you calling. All right. Let me talk. That's Bye. it, Bryce. Uh, normally from Florence area, but today calling us from Dallas, Texas. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we get back, we're going to try to talk to uh, a legend in Alabama football history. You know him, you love him. We'll see if we can get a hold of him. He has texted me and said he's going to call, though. That's Colin Big C. McGuire. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Mark McGriff and Kerry Clark right here on Tide 100.9 FM and WTBC 1230 AM. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 North near Macedonia Methodist Church up at Four Winds Road. You can expect some delays there. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Towns and Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Friday morning. Gene Poole, his wife Jamie, and traveling party are back home after a harrowing departure from the Israeli war zone. A lengthy bus ride took them to Amman, Jordan, then a long flight home. They arrived back at Birmingham Shuttlesworth International Airport at 1 this morning. Hundreds of Alabamians still caught in Israel are in the process of trying to find a way home. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hey, Bama. I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and cool today and tonight. Only a slight chance of a shower. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 60. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny. The high, 76. Sunday, much cooler. Cloudy at times. A few sprinkles possible. The high, 63. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Welcome 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Kerry Clark and Mark McGriff sitting in for Wimp and Barry on this Friday the 13th. We don't believe in that type of foolishness no. around here. Nope. Right here on Tide 100.9 and WTBC 1230 AM. There's a real good interview that uh, Noah Haynes did on Tide 109.com with James Spann where he talks about his days as a 17-year-old DJ at 1230 AM. So, there's been some names come through there. Matt Coulter was once on staff there. Oh, yeah? Uh, longtime Birmingham and Tuscaloosa newsman Dave Baird was there. But now we're going to go to our first guest of the day, a longtime friend of mine. We, bet, we met back during our first year at Alabama in the fall of 1977. And he is former Alabama football manager in the 78 and 79 championship years, Colin Big C McGuire, the pride of Greenville, Alabama. How you doing this morning, brother? Good, Kerry. How are you, big man? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you on the show, and uh, happy Friday the 13th, and I hope your show yep. from 8 to 9 goes well. And uh, we, we are joined today in, in the studio by Mark McGriff. What's going my... on, Big C? Appreciate you always calling mm-hmm. on the uh, Saturday, joining us for the post-game show. You know, oh, doing that uh we'll do that tomorrow just yes, remind me yeah I'll, I'll remind you i'll remind you hey it's always a good yeah. time talking about my football yes sir speaking where of are you from Mark? actually big c i grew up in gadsden and graduated here at ua in 2012 i was here when the the tornado came through in 2011 so it uh oh, ua and uh, tuscaloosa very is home to me so when i got a chance to come back home i said sign me up let's go I got you. All right, big man, what's going on, Kerry? Well, let's talk a little bit about this game tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. You coming? No, it's too early. Uh, you know, I do a, I don't know if you know this or not, but I do a scoreboard show on uh, a local radio, FM radio station here in town. It goes from 10 to midnight. And the reason I'm not going is it's too hard to get up and get going and all that. And, um, I went, and the last time I went on a Saturday morning, I'm glad I had, uh, if I had, if I was, if I didn't have anybody with me, I might have had a wreck and I might not be even calling y'all, but, uh, I was dozing off at the wheel, which is not a good thing. Uh, to no, do, no, not a good thing. It's a, it's uh, probably good that you watch a game on TV tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I understand. Well, that's why I'm not coming. That's why I'm not coming. Otherwise, if it was a three o'clock kickoff, I'd be, I'd be there. How are you feeling about the team now that we're halfway through the season, Big C? They're showing signs of improvement, and they just need to keep doing it. Now, the penalties, they need to really work on that big time. Uh, Miro's looking better. The offensive line blocking, pass blocking, uh, give them a good grade on that. Run blocking, they had a hard time doing that last week. I don't know, up till last week, they were able to run the ball pretty uh, efficiently anyway. Uh Need to improve on that, and uh, as long as they can keep penalties to a minimum and turnover and win the turnover battle, they didn't win it last week. They lost. They were minus one, so that probably could be a reason why that game was close. And like another, and another thing, how many touchdowns have they had called back this year because of penalties? Is it five? Yeah, yeah somewhere I was going to say four or five. I know. Yeah, five. Okay. Well. Um, like they had two penalties uh, for touchdowns called back against Texas, and then they had two turnovers and a bunch of penalties um, that night. And I think that 
that made the big difference in that game, in my opinion. I'll tell you something that's warmed my heart, and I know you probably feel the same way, Big C. Since that Texas game, there's just been a ton of improvement on the defense. Oh, yes. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. The pass rush looked really good last week. They were moving, uh, pushing the line back instead of uh, chicken fighting with them like they were doing last year, it seemed like to me. Now, Big C, let me ask you something. Now, I think we can all agree that game last week, I mean, we pretty much tried to give Texas A&M all the help we could give them. Just, I think yeah. we had penalties for maybe, what was it, 99 yards? You know, what do, yeah. you, what do you see? Did you see uh, as far as you know, what can they do better as far as fault starts? And in your opinion, what could they do a little bit better, a little more discipline or what? Yeah, more discipline. They need to just somehow – if they can at the corner of their eye, just see the ball. And when the ball snaps, that's when you move. You don't move beforehand. I mean, that's just a basic uh, something you learn when you're younger. That, But they need to be more disciplined. And I don't know what they can do. Maybe do some kind of punishment drills of some sort whenever they uh, goof up like that uh, during practice. Uh, They've been making them do up downs. They've been making them do up downs in practice all summer. So to now, when they have a penalty. But... I don't think they give as many penalties in practice. That's something about that crowd noise. And they pipe in crowd noise every Thursday to try to work around it with the silent count and, uh, you know, the, the clapping and whatever they think will work. But it just didn't work Saturday. They had too many of them, and they know they got to cut it down. Now, they're really, to be honest with you, Big C, there's really only going to be one more regular season environment. they got to deal with that, and that's going to be Jordan Hare. And uh, yeah. we're some weeks away from that game. Yeah. We got to, we got to, we got to do what Coach Saban says and not look past no, Arkansas. No, can't be complacent. They, they, need to worry about, they need to worry about Arkansas. Well, need to concentrate on Arkansas and do uh, and try to keep getting better. And they're making the strides of doing that. That's the thing I like about this team is they're getting better and there's still a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of football y'all still left uh, oh, yeah. in the. Right now, we're only halfway there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, of course, like we've been talking, yeah, stay focused on Arkansas. Even though they're 0-3 in conference play, it could be one of those, as we call it, a trap game. Don't ever look past, yeah. you know, somebody that you think, oh, this is an easy week. No, no such thing in the SEC. They've had some tough losses, too. Yeah, they have. They played LSU down to the wire. They played Ole Miss down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not to be taken lightly. No. They, they got a they got a pretty decent quarterback. Uh, he's big. He's pretty quick. He's hard to tackle. KJ Jefferson, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. keep him in the pocket, and not let him scramble. <clears throat> make him throw the ball, make him hurry the ball if you can. Get the get the pressure on him, make him throw it before he's ready. And uh, if they can keep the pressure on him, and uh, not let him. Now he lit him up like a Christmas tree in Bryant Denny two years ago. So they they've yeah. got. Now he doesn't quite have the receivers now that he did then. Like uh, one of them, Burks is playing for the Titans now. Yeah. But uh, he's they've got to keep him in the pocket, not let him scramble and move the sticks with his legs. And they have design quarterback runs as well because he's such a big guy with such decent speed. And they got the defense has got their they they've got their hands full with KJ Jefferson. But at the same time, I think Alabama will have a plan, and uh, I think they'll have at least one spy on him. Oh yeah, you got to have a spy on him. But yeah, I think uh, they'll be ready to play. Uh, play uh, tomorrow. The only thing I don't like about it is the 11 o'clock kickoff, but otherwise 
they'll be ready to go. In yeah. my opinion. Uh, those of us in the media kind of like them eleven o'clock. <laughs> well, oh yeah, better than eight o'clock. I know that. Oh, uh, yeah, and I was gonna say, Big C. You know, we're uh, going to be uh, doing the post game live from uh, Walk On. So, uh, you in the neighborhood, come by and see us over on Skyland here on Skyland Boulevard. Come on yeah, by and see okay. us. That goes to all our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Please come out and see us and enjoy and some great food at Walk-Ons. Yep, you're not there. You're missing out. That's true. So they got good vittles there, huh? Oh, yes, they yes. Do, some, some of the best, my friend. Some of the best. New Orleans. And you got, well, I think it's like 64 televisions, so you're not going to miss they anything. <laughs> they got a few TVs in yeah, there, they, so they they yeah, you're right. They got one or two, one or two. Every game you, <laughs> you can think of. Cool. <laughs> That's true. Yep, every game you can think of would be on, man. I was, looking at, I was looking at the rest of the SEC. I got a column coming out in a few hours where I'm picking SEC games, and I just don't see a whole lot of competitive games this week. In fact, Alabama-Arkansas might be the, the most competitive game this weekend. I don't I don't really know how uh, South Carolina would do with, uh, con- I think they're playing Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Hard, hard yeah, that game could be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of them, uh, I mean – I, I, as bad as LSU's defense is, their offense is good enough to to score more than Auburn's offense is in Baton Rouge. Yeah, you notice that KKO Spikes is picking them in an upset. What do you think about that? I think he's let his heart talking yeah. instead of his head. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. But, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, Auburn will score because that's not a good defense. But yeah. – Jaden Daniels is probably, in my mind anyway, the OSCC quarterback. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll carve up Auburn like a so, uh, prime real. L- let's pick scores here for a second, gentlemen. What do you think, you know, as far as LSU and Auburn, what do you think the score will be? Just Man, guessing. I'd say probably 42-24, something like that. Uh, I would yeah. Tigers. LSU Tigers. Uh, LSU, yeah, right. Tigers. <laughs> right. The, the one who the coach used to say, go Tigers. <laughs> coach O. Yeah. I think LSU takes it. Yeah, what about you, Big C? Yeah. Well, I, I'm taking the home team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it might be a different story if it was played in Jordan-Hare, where, yeah, where it, odd yeah. things happen that we yeah, all know if, about. If it was being played in, in Jordan-Hare. The I land would, of voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, we appreciate you joining us, man. We're going to have to go ahead and take thank a break. You. But uh, man, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get with you on your show Monday morning. Okay, great. Good. Thank you. Tell me. Copy y'all later. Right. Thank, thank you, Big C. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Big C. McGuire, the Big pride C. of Greenville. He's got his own show on an AM down there that runs on Facebook Live called Talking Sports with Big C. That runs uh, 8 to 9, Monday through Friday. And uh, when I'm able to, I, I go on there with him. That's cool. That's Sometimes a good time. Sometimes I have to be on the air here. Yeah, hey, right. So, uh, you know, priorities. Oh, yeah. We'll go ahead and take uh, another break. We'll be back in just a few minutes to talk more of all kinds of sports, even high school. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Kerry Clark and Mark McGriff right here on Tide 100.9 and WTBC 1230 AM. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 North near Macedonia Methodist Church up at Four Winds Road. You can expect some delays there. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Right there, ba- 
two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Got a couple of substitutes sitting in here today right. for Wimp and Barry. Yes, sir. Kerry Clark and Mark McGriff. And uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on our next guest. He is a, a former Alabama basketball player. He is one of my behind-the-arc brothers, Mark. While oh. he was making three-pointers over at the Jewish Community Center in Birmingham, I was making them over at 100th Street Baptist. So, nice. Uh, okay. Between the two of them, we probably made about 500 in our life. And, uh, <laughs> okay. He has 450 of those. Let's go ahead and bring uh, <laughs> Brian Pasick on the phone to talk a little Alabama basketball and football. Brian, how you doing this morning? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? Doing good, well. Good. Thank always you so good much. To, always good to talk to you. And, uh, Brian, as you know, because you were there just like I was, a few weeks ago, we were treated uh, at a private meeting to some uh, interesting conversation with uh, Austin Claunch and Ryan Pannon, the two new assistant coaches, and the new graduate assistant, Erwin Dudley. Uh, of course, we're not allowed to talk too much on the radio about what we heard regarding inside information on the team. But I think you would agree with me, since you were the moderator that night, uh, we got some sharp new faces in Alabama basketball. We sure do. It's it's Listen, it's been one of the most maybe the most interesting off seasons in the history of Alabama basketball. When you consider um, Brandon Miller, uh, one of the best ever to put on the Crimson and White and Noah Clowney, two first round draft picks, um, all the, the turnover, um, most of which was expected on the roster and some that wasn't. And then the craziest thing I've ever seen. And that's that all three assistant coaches get head coaching jobs um, you know, you just wonder what this roster would look like from a player standpoint and then from a coaching standpoint. Uh, and I could not be more pleased where it is. It's amazing. I know Nate Oates didn't sleep and probably still hasn't uh, since the the Sweet 16 loss to, to San Diego State. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, kind of the, 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 the defections, uh, the, the roster in April uh, did – did not think it would be as good as it is. And one thing we learned uh, from those three new assistants uh, is that things are looking really good. I think there's a, a lot of excitement uh, about this team, the direction of the program, and even though the faces will be new on the sideline and on the court, the expectations remain the same. This is a championship program that expects to compete uh, for SEC titles year in and year out and go to the NCAA tournament and make a run. Uh, and even though uh, that, that uh, essentially it's a new roster with the exception of a few, uh, that is the game plan, that is the expectation, and these guys are working toward that right now. Yeah, and Coach Oates likes to remind everybody, just kind of piggybacking on what you just said, Brian, that since he was hired, the SEC's given out seven basketball trophies and uh, Alabama's brought home four of them, which is pretty strong. It's an incredible stat. I mean, when, especially when you consider how good the league is. And, you know, I was listening to some uh, uh, national uh, guys, national college basketball guys, um, previewing the season. And there's a lot of folks out there nationally that think that the SEC will be the best league in America. And when you look at the coaches, the facilities, the commitment to basketball around the league, uh, 
for Alabama to do what you just mentioned, it, it really blows your mind. The four out of seven championships, when you consider regular season uh, and also tournament championships, there's that one COVID year where they didn't give out a, a trophy. Uh, it's it's just incredible. And I thought at the end of last year, last year was obviously a special season to to win the SEC regular season and tournament title. Uh, and school's first ever number one seed in the NCAA tournament, number one overall seed. Uh, and even though it ended a little earlier than we wanted it to, still um, a Sweet 16 is something to be proud of. So it was a great year in, in every way. Um, but with the coaches uh, that got head coaching jobs, with the guys going to the NBA and the guys that were leaving, I thought we might have a year where we struggle a little bit. Um, and understandably so. I mean, it's just hard to rebuild your roster uh, to a championship level year in and year out. And I thought that it would be tough to to come close uh, to what Alabama basketball has been in recent years. Uh, but after seeing this team practice several times and the, the guys that they got um, from the high school ranks, top, another top, top 10 recruiting class, uh, a top five portal class transfer class uh this team uh, i think they expect to compete for another sec title which is truly amazing considering the circumstances no i i absolutely agree with that so who stands out in your mind who stands out on this year's team well i mean you know there's not many returning players but um the the handful that you have i think are ready for breakout years um mark sears you know he in his first year at alabama Last year, I thought, had an incredible season to, to come from Ohio where he averaged just under 20 points a game. Almost replicated that in the SEC. Not quite 20 points a game, but averaged 13, second team All-SEC. Just so much toughness. Um, you know, his ability to score and create. Uh, I think in, in year two in Tuscaloosa, he's going to have another great year. Um, Nick Pringle proved that when he was called upon, he was ready. He's, I thought he was the best backup center in the SEC last year and proved it in the NCAA tournament, double-double uh, in, in uh, the first NCAA tournament game and uh, had some big games when Charles Bediaco got in foul trouble. He was a big reason why Alabama won some games when uh, Charles was in foul trouble. So I think he's excited about um, being either, he'll probably be a starter, I would expect, on day one, um, but having a more prominent role in Rylan Griffin, who, a lot of people around the country think he's poised for a breakout year. Uh, he, he came on so strong late last year at 16 against Auburn. Um, big reason why Alabama was able to go on the road and beat the Auburn Tigers. And he's becoming uh, a consistent scorer, really good defender. Uh, he's grown a little bit, uh, so becoming a better defender and rebounder. Uh, and then you know, a couple guys that everybody's excited about um, that – came over in the transfer portal. Grant Nelson is a special player. Uh, flirted with the NBA, decided to come back to college. 6'11", power forward, could do so many different things. One of the most unique players uh, in the country, and I think a guy that, that Alabama fans are going to absolutely love. And if, uh, you know, if you've seen some of his highlights on, on social media, you can understand the buzz about him. Aaron Estrada can really play. Uh, the two-time Colonial Athletic Association Player of the Year from Hof- Hofstra. Um, tough, can shoot, can score, can can do so many different things. Uh, I think he's possibly an all-league player. Um, you know, those two guys, along with Latrell Reitzel, um, 
another transfer, one of the best players from the Big West coming from Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Jaron Stevenson, a freshman, one of the best freshmen in the country, kind of a looks so much and plays a lot like Noah Clowney. So uh, there's talent. It's just a lot of new faces. Uh, I recommend uh, getting a game program and, and figuring out who's who before the first <laughs> game. But, but once you do that, I think you're really going to like these guys and this team. They have a toughness about them. Um, and listen, there some of them, or, or a lot of them, they're not proven at the major college level. So, you know, I think maybe why Alabama's not ranked as high as I think they should be ranked. Um, but I think this team has a chance to be really good. Um, and it, it may take some time for them to gel, for them to get used to high major basketball, some of them. Um, the, the non-conference schedule is tough as Nate Oates likes to play. I think that'll get them ready for the year. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some bumps in the road, especially early, but I think this team has a chance to be really good down the line. Brian, I think that those of us that follow the program closely realize that uh, two of the new players both have the same first name, Muhammad or Mo, if you want to call them that. Diabate and uh, Wagi have both kind of battled injuries over the summer. Are, are either of those back yet ready to practice? Um, I was there last week, and uh, and they were – um, they were still a little banged up, but I think the expectation is, um, if not back already, uh, they should be ready to go um, before the season, um, before the first first exhibition games. So I, I expect those guys to be ready and the roster to be at full strength. Uh, with the way that, that Alabama plays and practices, you're going to have some guys banged up um, because they go – extremely hard and they play and, and that's whether it's games or practice so it's good that you have depth um you never want to have injuries some some guys come came in um over the summer or, or even in the spring a little banged up with some injuries um but it looks like all should be good to go for the most part before the season before that first game um and should have all hands on deck from what i understand and if not um you know, you've got Clark Holder, you've got team doctors to get them ready. Uh, and this team uh, does have depth, and that came into play and has the last few years, and I think it could this year as well. Did you by any chance see that dunk Brandon Miller had last night? I did. I'm ready to outlaw the charge because uh, I think it was probably the right call, but my gosh, um, Brandon Miller <laughs> – uh, in, in the preseason, uh, posterized somebody. Whether, whether it was a charge or not, it doesn't um, erase the fact that he put somebody on a poster. And uh, look, listen, I, I'm excited to see what all these Alabama guys are going to do at the next level. Uh, and Brandon Miller has a bright future. Already missing, uh, but he's doing big things at the NBA level. And although we're not really allowed to name names until they sign, but uh, we, the recruiting seems to be going really well, Brian. They're not, they're in on people that like Duke and Kentucky are trying to get. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you almost get, well, I know like I'm spoiled. I'm officially spoiled. I mean, I, I see a five star and, uh, you know, when it's Alabama, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, I'm expecting them to sign with Alabama. And that has never been the case in the history of the program. I mean, maybe with an in-state kid, but um, you know, to get Jared Stevenson, I mean, he's a great example. He's 6'10", uh, power forward, one of the best players in the country. Um, from not too far outside of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, 
his mother played basketball in North Carolina. It's between Alabama and North Carolina, and he's in Tuscaloosa right now getting ready for his freshman year. Um, it just shows what Nate Oates has built um, from a style of play standpoint, player development. When you look at the the roster of former players that are now in the NBA and you look at where they were projected um, before they got to Alabama and then where they ended up going in the draft and the production that they've had at the NBA level, uh, you understand why Alabama is able to go head-to-head with the Blue Bloods of college basketball and beat them on so many players. It, it's really an incredible time uh, for Alabama basketball. Um, Nato's obviously uh, is one of the best coaches, if not the best in the country, especially when it comes to player development. And, and that's what guys want. Uh, they, they, yes, the, you know, the NIL stuff is important. Style of play is important, but player development is so big. And I think that's an underrated aspect of this program. And when you look at a guy like Noah Clowney, who nobody expected to be a one and done and his production in year one and the development that he had from the time he got on campus to the time that he was drafted in the middle of the first round um, by the Brooklyn Nets uh, is just another example and a long list of guys that have come to Tuscaloosa. They've won. They've won at a high level, but they've gotten better, and they put themselves in a position to go to the NBA. You understand why Alabama's in the mix for some of the best players in high school basketball and in the transfer portal. And it's a reason why so many people are optimistic about this team and what's to come in the future. Final question, Brian, before we go to break. Uh, will there be any type of live media coverage at all that you know of of the exhibition at Wake Forest? Um, I don't think the plan is uh, for us to do it on the radio. Um, I haven't heard any specifics, but um, as of now, um, I, I don't think I'm going to be in Winston-Salem. I don't think Chris Stewart is. Um, but that could change. Um, it has in years past, so you, you never know. But right now, I don't think there's a plan uh, to do uh, the exhibitions on the radio. So we'll see uh, if that changes. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly let people know. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brian. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. That's Brian Passant, color commentator extraordinaire for Alabama basketball. Uh, Nothing like listening to a game between uh, he and Chris Stewart. We're going to go ahead and uh, take one more break before the top of the hour. Uh, Mike, I see that you're uh, holding. Mike Brown with Alabama One Credit Union. We'll be right back to talk to him. Right after this, you're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Mark and Kerry on Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 North near Macedonia Methodist Church up at Four Winds Road. You can expect some delays there. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Towns and Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Coming up tomorrow on the Miller's Edge, it is Prediction Friday. Give us a call, give us your score prediction and keys to the game with a chance to win a Miller's Edge hat and or a t-shirt. We got a lot coming up tomorrow on the Miller's Edge. 
Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. With Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and cool today and tonight. Only a slight chance of a shower. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 60. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny. The high, 76. Sunday, much cooler. Cloudy at times. A few sprinkles possible. The high, 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back. We're closing out hour number one here rapidly on Inside the Locker Room. Uh, Mark McGriff has been kind enough to join me. I'm Kerry Clark. We're sitting in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson today. Yep. We're going to go right to the uh, phone lines now and take a call from Mike Brown with Alabama One Credit Union. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Kerry, how are y'all doing today? Good, good morning, morning, sir. Well. How about yourself? Always good to have you on. Uh, It's getting to be a Friday regular thing here with with me. (laughs) But, uh, Mike, uh, first off, before we get to uh, what's going on at Alabama 1, I know that you're a big fan of the FSU Seminoles. Uh, What have they got going this week? Uh, Don't don't make fun of me for it, all right? For the past many years, I get a lot of bless your hearts after I call in and talk to you guys. But, (laughs) no, uh, Florida State's got Syracuse this week, so we're, we're, we're a heavy favorite at home, and it's been really, really, really fun as a fan to watch the team progress the way they've been under Coach Norvell and the way the culture's just really changed. So it's been an exciting season nonetheless watching these team, these, these young guys get together and really really gel and create this culture that's starting to get a good win momentum behind them. I, I guess uh, as a fan for so long, I'm always kind of apprehensive and cautiously optimistic for each game. Uh, but they've made it a really good season for the fandom, so it's, it's going to be a good weekend against Syracuse. What did Mike Norvell do to turn this thing around so quickly? If you, my honest opinion, it's culture. I think last week you were talking to somebody, uh, the Jimbo and A and M. Like, what would be one of those keys to, to Alabama success? And the moment that A and M lost their edge when they did that second turn of the it was back to back interceptions last week, you could see the players start turning on one another. And then as Norvell's come in and really recreated a culture of Florida State. You can see there's this unity and teamwork there. It's really about the team and not the individual. And I think, I mean, you guys know better than I do. Y'all work in this space a lot more than I do, especially with NIL. It's easy for these young kids to come in and think, I am the best. I am that that all-star recruit. It's about me. And that's the way the culture was at Florida State under Jimbo. And I'm not here to villainize him by any stretch. But it's definitely changed to more of a teamwork uh, and working together for the overall success. And I think the proof is in the the past four seasons as we've steadily progressed each and every season into who Florida State is today. Mike, I also know that Alabama One Credit Union's employees work together for uh, for team success, and, and that's to the benefit of your customers. Tell us exactly uh, what some of the promotions you have going on right now. I don't even think I could have planned that segue any better like you just did. But, yes, our tagline is Alabama One, One Together, and it's it's a collected look. It's a group of people on this side of the desk working with another group of people to help their financial futures. And at Alabama Credit Union, it's the people and the products that we have. We offer first and best in class products like loan products and deposit products. And it sounds kind of silly to say products at the financial institution, but that checking account to get your direct deposit where your money is safe and secure and accessible for you to live each and every day when you need to borrow, whether it's getting a new home or pulling out equity for a home project or buying that new vehicle. 
or if it's, hey, I have a little bit of extra money I need to save and earn money with our high interest rate uh, CDs and we have some specialty savings accounts that earn high money, we have the product offering and then the team members that could just have that casual conversation with anyone looking uh, for maybe a new financial institution or to deepen their relationship with their financial institution. And I like to think that that's kind of what we have at Alabama One. It's a big old group of team. We all call each other team members. We work together. But also when the member comes in and sits down and has that conversation, you don't have to know what product or service you're looking for. You just say, I have a need. Hey, my, my, my son, my daughter, they're 15. They're going to be 16 soon. We need to be thinking about an extra vehicle. What do I need to do? All right, let's talk about auto financing options. We have insurance options. And we just walk you through each step of the way to take some of that intimidation out of the financial services area. So what you're saying is Mike Brown is the Mike Norvell of Alabama One. No. <laughs> I, like I don't get credit like that. No, I'm just the guy that works with a bunch of great people. Very good. Hey, well, we certainly appreciate your uh, helping us out here on Inside the Locker Room and for your time as always, and always good to hear from you. Thank you, guys. And if you have any questions or if anyone listening wants to look at becoming a member, check out alabamaone.org. The join now button is right there to start your membership or, or apply now for one of those loan products we talked about. And we'd love to have the conversation to see how we can help. I appreciate the time this morning, guys. Absolutely. Right. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mike Brown. That's uh, Mike Brown, Alabama One Credit Union. Uh, we're going to take our top of the hour break because I don't want to limit the conversation with one of our regular callers, a veteran caller, Tom, from down there in Pickens County. I won't get Tom to hold through the break. We'll be right back with you all in just a few minutes. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Mark McGriff and Kerry Clark right here on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 North near Macedonia Methodist Church up at Four Winds Road. You can expect some delays there. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Win cash every weekday, 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 560. Again, that's 560. The code is 560. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K payday button and enter the code for a chance to win $30,000. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome to our number two inside the locker room. Appreciate you listening to us here on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. Kerry Clark and Mark McGriff here sitting in from Wimp and Barry. Helped on the other side of the glass by producers Noah and Wyatt. We appreciate that. And we appreciate our guests so far and our callers. And you can call us too. We'd love to hear from you. 205-342-9904. Tom from Aliceville has decided to call us back after our 815 guests, which, by the way, will be former Auburn basketball coach and current color commentator, Sonny Smith. So we're going to have had, by the time Great this is show. over, we're going to have talked to the color co- 
commentators for both Iron Bowl basketball teams. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying it. That's pretty strong. Oh, yeah. Hey, good show so far. Enjoying it. Hope everybody's enjoying it so far. Definitely a great way to start off a Friday. Yep, yep. Having a good time here on Inside the Locker Room. I wanted to tell you all a little bit more about our high school coverage tonight. Uh, We'll have Jalen Prince out there at the West Blockton ACA game. Uh, And we've got callers lined up for Central Northridge and uh, Holt and Tuscaloosa County. And uh, if if cell service permits it, we're going to have uh, somebody calling in on the Tuscaloosa Academy game that's being played in Double Springs, Alabama, the free state of Winston, <laughs> right. Winston County. There are a lot of other games that we're going to be following scores on tonight, both on Friday Night Live from 6 to 9 and on the Last Call Scoreboard Show from 10 to 11. Some of those games are Alvesville at Cold Springs, Barry at Hubbardville. I uh, don't like Barry's chances in that one. Uh, Dallas County at Hale County. Uh, that should be a win for Hale County. Greensboro at Southside Selma. Hillcrest at Bessemer City. Bessemer City is going to take it on the chin. Holy Spirit at Pickens County. Pickens County's uh ticked off for some recent losses. They're probably going to take it take out, it out on Holy on, Spirit, yeah. I'm afraid. Uh, Demopolis is uh, playing host to Jemison. Lamar County goes to Sulgent. That's a bitter rivalry. Montevallo goes to Bibb County in a big uh, region game. North River Christian travels to Evangel Christian. Northside, they travel to Cordova, trying to get them a good a good region win. Paul Bryant goes to Brookwood. Now, Brookwood has really hit the snides after early in the season. They, uh, they are in need of a win desperately, but so is Paul Bryant. Pickens Academy goes to uh, Clark Prep. So uh, that, we got a full slate of games tonight. We'll be keeping you posted on all those scores as we get them. And uh, like I said, we'll have live reports from uh, ACA, TA, uh, Central Northridge, as well as Hoover, Tuscaloosa County. Uh, Hoover's a little down this year, Mark. I was going to um, say, that they is got surprising. One they got two wins, actually. And uh, Tuscaloosa County is, is trying to hang on to the fourth and final playoff spot in the toughest region of the state in Class 7A, mm-hmm. Region 3. And County High can't afford to lose this game tonight at home against Hoover. No, no, they cannot. But, but then again, I mean, Hoover is... I would pick County High over Hoover at this point because, I mean, Hoover just had an off year. It, it, traditionally speaking, we don't see Hoover in this kind of position. No, I mean, do, they, would you think that? Would you think we'd I ever told, see Hoover like this? No. I never yeah. thought it'd come no, to this. No, no. I, I thought if Hoover ever started fading, it'd be after they split off and started Spain Park High School. Yeah. Which I lovingly call the Auburn of Hoover. But they, <laughs> they came down here and beat County High in Northport last week and, and ruined the homecoming for the Wildcats. They did. And that was a costly loss to them. It really put the pressure on them to beat uh, Hoover tonight, them being Tuscaloosa County. And County High still got to play Thompson. Yeah. And they ain't beating Thompson. No, no, uh, that's I, not I, happen. I can just straight up tell you, that, and they know that. So they've got to beat Hoover. Yeah, and uh, beating Hoover would be a way to keep themselves alive to get that fourth and final playoff spot. Uh, so anyway, that's well, if it's going to happen, it'll be this year because again, Hoover is not not looking like traditionally what they should. I'll uh, say it like that. They made a coaching change uh, when Josh Nibble decided to go to Georgia, 
to Gainesville High School, whose mm. mascot, by the way, is the Red Elephants. I love that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Got a, they got a unique logo. It's like the Georgia G, but it's got an elephant jumping through it. <laughs> uh, it might be a polo I'll have to get sooner or later. Right. But uh, Coach Nibbett was always good to me the whole time that he was at Hoover. He was a former Alabama player, as many know. Uh, he was he was an H-back before they called it that. But uh, Coach Nibbett's a great, a great guy, a fine man, always was helpful to me. But they hired Wade Waldrop from North Alabama, and the principal wanted to hire a former Hoover offensive coordinator who was the head coach over at Minor mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And he was preparing the paperwork and all that, and the superintendent who, who decided he was going to hire Wade Waldrop from North Alabama, who had a little bit of better than 500 record up there. And that, not against great competition. That doesn't make good sense. Yeah, that it doesn't make good sense. And then the superintendent, once once Coach Waldrop got in place a few months later, the superintendent retired. So now here's Wade Waldrop, who did take him to the playoffs last year, to his credit. Right. He did last year. Uh, but this year, I, if County High beats them tonight, they will not be in the playoffs. Yeah, no. And that's rare at Hoover. Very rare. Now we got to pull for County High because that's our local well, team. Well, of course, absolutely. And, uh, we we want to see them get back in the playoffs oh, yeah. under Coach Adam Weingarten, who's taken Auburn High to the playoffs. He's taken Hillcrest here in Tuscaloosa to the playoffs, and now he's trying to take Tuscaloosa County to the playoffs. And the biggest thing Coach Weingarten had to do, Mark, when he got to that school, he had to recruit the hallways. Oh yeah, there, there was people that should have been playing football that were that not. were not. Yeah, and now he's gotten a lot of them out there. He's gotten Junior Solis off the soccer team, who's one of the best field goal kickers in the whole area here. Uh, won the game at Central mm-hmm. early in the season at the gun. Right, and <laughs> right. Uh, Junior's a hero now because of that. But uh, that that's a big game. Northridge is struggling right now. And things have gotten even worse because their quarterback, Rowdy Christensen, got hurt, and some are saying he's out for the year. They're on the verge of being eliminated from playoff competition. But Central, who Northridge hosts tonight, is on the verge of getting in the playoffs under first-year head coach and former Central player Demario Pippen. So that would be a, a great thing for the Flying Falcons uh, Northridge is not very likely to make the playoffs, especially without Christensen quarterbacking them. Central with quarterback David McNeil, who's very dynamic, mm. could go on the road tonight and get them a big win and keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Hale County down in Manville is hosting Dallas County, which is very inept at high school football. <laughs> the Hornets don't really have stingers in them. No, uh, not they, so much. They struggle. Uh Hillcrest is going to Bessemer City. Hillcrest is one of the best teams in the state. I was going to say Bessemer might as well just go ahead and put that as an L. They they will. And I remember back during the days when Bessemer City was just Lanier High School. Yeah. They're still the Purple Tigers. Yeah. And they're still in Bessemer, and they still have the same colors, but they no longer play in the antiquated Snitz Snyder Stadium where they played for all those years. They built a new stadium when they built a new school mm-hmm. at Bessemer. It's the other side of the interstate from where it, it was. It is, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to scout a 10th grade linebacker mm-hmm. at Snitz Snyder Stadium who played for Jess Lanier. His name might be familiar to you, D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. And he's uh, one of the best players in Alabama history. He is, uh, was a great NFL player, and he's now an NFL head coach at Houston. Mm-hmm. Or he coaches not only Will Anderson, but Henry To'o To'o. And he's trying to turn around the Houston Texans. But that night, 
the Alabama assistant coach that stood by me and chatted me up in 30-degree weather mm-hmm. while we watched that young D'Amico Ryans play. Mm-hmm. Guy named Bebo Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds familiar. Very personable fellow. Right. I, always been a fan. And, you know, just kind of changing the subject a little bit, mm-hmm. for many years, Mark, I thought that Dabo Sweeney would be the next coach at the University of Alabama when Nick Saban decides to retire. We don't no. know when that's going to be. Uh, I'm no, not saying no, it's no, no. <laughs> And I thought that for probably eight or nine years. Right. But then when Dabo came out about, I don't believe in NIL and I don't believe in the transfer portal. Yeah. That's not going to cut it. Because no, that's part you, of college football now. You have to change with the times. And you, you do. I love Dabo as a person. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. I pull for Clemson, unless they're playing Alabama. I pull, and I, I even go against, uh, I go against my own mantra of never pulling for anything orange <laughs> if they're not playing Alabama. Right. But when you have the attitude that you don't believe in NIL and you don't believe in the transfer portal, you're not going to cut it in well, modern day. And, and it's showing on the field in it, some of their close is, losses. It is. And, and how do you feel about NIL and the transfer portal, whatever? Because we can argue that all day long. It we ain't can talk going about nowhere. it. It's, yeah. Neither of them. No. Not because, going anywhere. Because it, it's, it's just it's a money making thing. And these kids see an opportunity to make some money. And they're going to pursue that. I mean, if I was a twenty-year-old, you know, athlete with a you know four-star, five-star rating, am I looking to put some money in my pocket? Yes, sir, I am. You better. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if I, I may get booed off the air for saying that. And some but, of these kids come from rough backgrounds. Well, yeah. and, you know, you know, scrimping and scraping for every meal. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Somebody's going to throw six, seven figures at you to come to their school. Oh, you, yeah. You better get with yeah, the program. They, they, they're going to sign. I you promise better, you. They and, are. And, and I'm going to tell you what. Mike Norville at FSU that we talked to Mike Brown about a few mm-hmm. minutes ago, mm-hmm. he has gotten with that program. Oh, yeah. He is now my new favorite if, if, if Saban steps down. Yeah, he, he would be my, he, he's my choice. My, he's my, now, I'm not saying he would leave FSU. No. Because but, he has done a great job building that program, and maybe he's building roots there. I, perhaps he is. But I'll tell you one thing. Yep. University of Alabama is hard to turn down. I was going to say, uh, you, he may Facilities be, second to none. He may be building, quote-unquote, roots there, but, yeah. you know, Money talks, facilities talk. I mean, yeah, because even our very beloved coach Saban said, I'm not going to be the coach at the University of Alabama when he's coaching Miami. He was it, just trying to get the media to get off. Uh, him. No, 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 no. Don't I get along. Don't, don't everybody come at me. I, I'm not I'm not attacking Ain't our coach. Nobody you, son. No, I love him. I love him. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I have a friend named Albert who's a big uh, Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan, and he's listening right now. Is he an Einstein? Uh, he actually <laughs> – he does not like Coach. I'll just say it like that. Oh, he, he don't like Nick. He does not like Coach Saban at all. So, and every chance he gives me to give me a hard time about it, you know, he does. So, but uh, Coach Saban being here. But, no, I love Coach Saban. Huh. And, and when he said he wasn't going to be here, and then he announced, I am going to be coached at Alabama, I was excited. So, but, yeah, because money can talk. Money can talk. So, Mike Norvell, if the right kind of money, right kind of, uh, you know, incentive, if you will, gentlemen, yeah, he, he would come here. Money talks and the other walks. Yes, sir. All day runs the yeah, marathon. Again, we are nowhere near this happening. Oh, no, no, this no, 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 no. This is speculation. No, my, no, no, My no. scenario is this, Mark, and it could change 48 times between yeah. now and then. Mm-hmm. But my scenario is if Saban retires in five, six, seven years and Norvell is willing to come, guess who my pick is at FSU? I'm Okay, I'm going to guess at it. I, and I'm, I'm A prim- very well alum. Prime time. You got it. Prime time. Coach Prime. Natural move. Colorado to Coach FSU. Coach Prime. And oh, FSU yeah. has way more tradition in football than Colorado. But uh, I think by that time, Dion might be ready for a change anyway. I think so. 
But we're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to endeavor to reach Coach Sonny Smith. We're going to say we want to be able to say we talked to the color commentators for both Iron Bowl basketball. <laughs> Absolutely. Teams. We already talked to Ryan Passing of Alabama. We're going to now reach out to Coach Smith and see if we can get him on the phone. But right now we're going to take another break. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with substitute hosts Mark McGriff and Kerry Clark right here on Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Guthrie's. America's original chicken finger restaurant is now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As we get set for Alabama's homecoming matchup with Arkansas, here are some final thoughts from head coach Nick Saban. Okay, y'all ready for a lecture? Talk about the importance of nothing. You get up every day, you're entitled to nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute, you don't focus, what do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent and not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? I'll have more in a moment. Founded in Haleyville, Alabama in 1965 by Hal and Melissa Guthrie, Guthrie's was America's first chicken finger restaurant. Guthrie still uses the family's original southern fried chicken recipe in every chicken finger they serve, fresh, hot, and fast. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers has been Alabama-owned and operated for over 58 years and is still going strong. Come see us soon. Guthrie's, America's original chicken finger restaurant and now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. We've got you covered for Alabama football against Arkansas on Saturday. Our radio coverage across the network will start at 8 a.m., letting you up right to kickoff at 11 a.m. You can listen to the game across our radio network, plus the Varsity Network app, and don't forget about the live Royal Furniture Booth Cam available on all CTSN social media platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Guthrie's. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. At 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and cool today and tonight. Only a slight chance of a shower. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 60. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny. The high, 76. Sunday, much cooler. Cloudy at times. A few sprinkles possible. The high, 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room, Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. I mentioned this last hour, and I'm going to mention it again this hour. You need to go to Tide109.com and read the exclusive interview. And James Spann joined Noah Haynes on this interview, and James reminisces about his time at 1230 a.m. WTBC. He was a DJ with him from about age 17 to age 22, and I remember that. Uh, 
the last year he did it, I was a freshman at Alabama, and uh, our own Matt Coulter was on was on there on a different shift at that time. And prior to that, they had Dave Baird. Uh, they had Buck O'Neill, whose uh, wife is Janet Hall, that was you know, legendary Birmingham mm-hmm. TV host. And so that, that TBC 1230 AM is iconic, iconic in West Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And people grew up listening to Top 40 on there before FM became the rage. It is the rage now. <laughs> right. Our AM signal on 1230 AM WTBC reaches out uh, further than most AM signals during the daytime. So we have actually expanded our sports talk coverage area by doing that. I regret to announce that Sonny Smith will not be able to join us today because they've got company at the house. And, uh, you know, things come up and sometimes guests have to cancel. We understand that. Oh, yeah. We do appreciate Brian Passink and Big C both for coming on with us. And we're hoping around 830 or so that uh, Tom from Aliceville will call us back, a regular caller. He's like having a guest. He's so knowledgeable. <laughs> right. He's a uh, he's well spoken and knowledgeable and just a, just a, just a great guy. But right now, Mark, we're going to go around the SEC, much like we do on the Bama post game show from Walk On Sports Bistro. We we recap SEC action after it's played or in when it's in progress. Today, we're going to kind of preview it. Yeah, and, and uh, we we've talked fairly exhaustively in hour one about Al- Alabama Arkansas, the eleven a.m. kick, and the fact that we both think Alabama's going to win. Oh yeah. But oh, that yeah. Alabama can't be complacent. No. That was the warning last night on Coach Saban's radio show. Fans and players don't be complacent. No. Don't take this team for granted. They've lost some close games. I was watching the end of their game in Oxford last week, and, mm. and Arkansas was threatening oh, to yeah. upset Ole Miss. They were driving down the field, and then Jefferson, the big quarterback, threw a costly game-ending interception. Yeah, yeah, we were actually we were on, we had walk-ons while that game was exactly. going on. Yes, on, yes, on one of the sixty-four TVs. <laughs> right, we, we were checking it out, and Ole Miss was able to pull it out, but Arkansas was on the cusp. Uh, Arkansas was on the cusp of beating LSU, and LSU kicked a late field goal. You 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 can't take them for granted. No, you cannot. I mean, you know, it. Even though Arkansas have an absolutely terrible season this time around. Nothing be a, a shot in the arm than beating the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, because and I'm, I have my crimson glasses on a little bit when I say this. We are the gold standard in college football. So can we anytime, if anybody can ever upset Alabama, it's a big deal. You can be having the worst season ever, but if you can say we beat the University of Alabama, then you know that's that's a positive thing for the season. But you know, I have to agree with Coach Saban. We can't be complacent in what we're doing or how we're thinking. Can't say, oh, this is an easy game, nothing to it. There's no such thing as an easy game in the SEC. No such thing. Got to show up and play your best. And speaking of that. That, that's true throughout the Southeastern Conference. Let's talk, Mark, a little bit about some of the other matchups Saturday. Okay, you've got, uh, well, this is not going to be a big shocker. Georgia taking on Vanderbilt. That's going to be pretty much a walk in the park for uh, Georgia. Uh, As I, I mean, say in my column later on today that will publish on Tide109.com when I'm predicting scores, it's not a oh. question of who wins oh. the game. Mm-mm. It's a question of if they're going to still be doing construction during the game at Dudley Field. In oh, Nashville. yeah. Well, I mean, that's... During gonna, the game, Mark. Uh, yeah. Who does that? Vanderbilt. Andy. 
<laughs> Vanderbilt. And some of the other games here looking for on Saturday, you've got uh, Texas A&M taking on Tennessee. That's going to be a really good game, which I think that, uh, you know, Texas A&M's kind of looking to bounce back. I mean, Jimbo's probably looking, uh, you know, trying to redeem himself, so to speak, because uh, he took uh, – I saw some of his comments after the Bama game. You know, he accepted responsibility for – you know, uh, the loss, he messed up, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know what what you got in this game, Kerry. You got Tennessee or Texas A&M? Who you got? I got Tennessee because I believe they're the home team. They are the home and team. Jimbo is coaching for his job. He is right now. Yeah, and, and I, I can't remember the just ridiculous amount of money he got paid to come to, to Texas A&M. Money is not happy right now. No, no, and all money they is – They just knew he was going to beat Alabama. He, well – he he has once, but you know since he's been uh, has he been as I know once I mean, once oh yeah since he's been out there, so uh, but uh, now I, I, much as it pains me to say it, I'll probably have to take Tennessee in that one too. Even though I, I'm taking Tennessee just because I mean there's a lot to be said for that home field advantage, and frankly, uh, Joe Milton's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean Max Johnson is too. Oh yeah, I but mean Joe, he and his Joe brother Milton has yeah. got a cannon for an arm. He does, he does. But you know Max Johnson, he and his brothers are a, a good combination. You they know, are. out there on the field. But uh, I mean the the Bama fan in me would like to see Texas A&M win that game because It'd you know be kind of funny. Yeah, because I, I hate Tennessee, Tennessee. Come off a loss into Tuscaloosa the next week. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sorry, I hate Tennessee. That's Ruben's just game. Uh, you, Matt, look, look. But I think realistically, Tennessee. Yeah, wins that I mean, in, in a reality, yeah. I might feel differently if it was in College Station, but it's not. Yeah, no. So, I mean, think, I think that's going to be a really good game to watch. So we'll we'll see what happens there. As far as other uh, SEC matchups, Auburn and LSU. So again, who, like I said last hour, LSU, in my opinion, and Jaden Daniels has the All SEC quarterback for 2023. Mm-hmm. He just lights people up like a Christmas tree. Yes, LSU's defense is uh, like hot Questionable, butter, yeah, as, uh, at best. Ma- as maybe Coach Saban would say, poop through a tin horn. But <laughs> I still love that clip. <laughs> at the same time, Auburn doesn't have a dynamic offense. No, they do not. They played their hearts out against Georgia. Credit given. Oh, yeah. Credit given. Oh, yeah. And Coach Freeze had them ready for that Georgia yes, game. Yes, he did. And if it wasn't for an All-American tight end named Brock Bowers, I think Auburn wins that ball game. Yeah. Even in voodoo hair. Yeah. And uh, this is not being played there. This is being played in red stick. Oh, yeah. It's going to be in Death Valley. That's so. English for uh, Baton Rouge. Yeah. Baton so, Rouge. Uh, the home of the corn dogs. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, and you I, know the irony of this game, Mark? Do tell. The irony of this game of Auburn traveling to LSU is the nickname for LSU, the corn dogs, because it came about because an Auburn fan walking around their campus and in the stadium and all that many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, said, those people smell like corn dogs. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think that's a polo flavor flavor of corn. I, I but, don't think uh, so. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, oh, oh de corn dog. <laughs> I was going to say baton rouge. Can but, I guess? Uh, can the I Auburn get a corn fan dog? came up with that saying, and it stuck. Yeah, I can remember walking through the Alabama campus five, six years ago when LSU was in town, and and somebody had set up a little trap, like with a stick on holding a box up. And they had a corn dog in there, and I was dying. I was dying. That that is uh, that's yeah. originality. That, I like it. That, the, that's the, social the, media gold. But I think the corn dogs are going to put it on the Tigers of Auburn. Yeah, I, I've got to go with LSU in this I mean, one. It's not that Auburn's not going to score. No, it's no. that LSU's going to score more with with Jaden Daniels. The yeah, guy is just a freak quarterback. Yeah, because well, like one of said, the best to come through our league in a while. I agree, and like you said, LSU's defense is not. 
it's just not. But you know, it's just not. They they, they will score. But yeah, I got to go with the uh, Bayou Bengals, if you will. Yes, sir. For uh, for that, when I say by two touchdowns, that just my opinion. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. So, and another SEC game. Talk about Kentucky and Missouri. So, uh, I mean, Kentucky's, you know, what, five and one? This two season. teams coming off disappointing losses. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. M- Missouri had LSU and then folded. Yeah, they did. Had, had them and folded. Uh, Brady Cook, the quarterback at Missouri, is one of the more underrated position players in the SEC at, that, mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. Uh, Kentucky's got a very good defense and a decent running game, but I feel like the offense of Missouri is going to be too much for the Cats. So i take Missouri by anywhere from 10 to 14 in that game. I'll go with that. I I, I can see that. I mean, you know, I know... Uh, Both of them will end up being bowl teams, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The uh, SEC will be well-represented in bowls, and those two will be two of them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that as far as I can see, that's all the games for Saturdays for the SEC. But uh, And I'd have to agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, the Cats lose that one, so... We'll, uh, we'll see. Well, that was good timing because we're, we're going to go to break again, and when we come back, we'll be able to have a full conversation with our regular caller, Tom, from Aliceville. Right now, though, we're going to go to break. Uh, you're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Mark and Kerry on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is heating up on this Friday morning. 43 slow at Rose Boulevard near County High, 69 at Union Chapel. Minor congestion on Lurling southbound through Northport into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Hi. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back inside the locker room. We are in the fourth quarter now, right oh, here yes. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Kerry Clark joined by Mark McGriff as we sit in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson. And this has been a lot of fun today. Like I said, I enjoy this because, I mean, the time has just flown by. We've been talking about sports all morning, and, uh, hey, I can get used to this. It's well, a good know, Mark, time. I, I make it fun. <laughs> this is true. I'll this try. is true. Hey, we, we always have a good time, me, you, and Matt, with a post-game show, and you and I have had a good time today. So, yeah, it's, it's always a good time. I, I wasn't very good in high school in chemistry, but uh, I was, you know, happy to get a C, but – Chemistry on the radio is big. And oh, we, yeah. We've got it. And oh, we, yeah. We appreciate everybody calling in. And you can call us, too, at 205-342-9904. And right now, we're going to go into one of our regular callers, Tom. Tom, welcome inside the locker room. Good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, guys. Listen, I've really enjoyed the show this morning. It's been outstanding, great job, interesting guests. And I'm particularly glad that uh, – Y'all shifted some of the focus over to basketball this morning, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed hearing Brian, and I thank you for that. I, I want to say that right off the bat. And uh, But a good show this morning. really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. We, we're, we've we're enjoyed doing time, it. We're having man. a good time. It's amazing that we get paid for this. <laughs> Not much, but we do get paid. <laughs> you get paid? But, oh, okay, yeah. kidding. Yeah, check your bank statement today. <laughs> you might have gotten paid too, Mark. <laughs> I'll say might. Uh-oh. 
I, I want to criticize you, if you don't mind, though, and uh, and I'm going to let it fall into uh, the category of constructive criticism, right. if you don't mind. Sure. I, I don't think it's fair for you to come on to the air, uh, come on air, Terry and 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 Brian, when you first got him on, and go. You know, we got access last week in a private setting, and we found out things that we can't say on the radio. Yeah, that wasn't I very think nice. that's just damn rude. It was, and uh, it's like whispering in front of people, and uh, and and I don't appreciate it. I, I okay, and you know, uh, we're all sitting here hanging on every word NATO says and every word that Coach Saban says. And, and every word that everybody that's affiliated with them says, and then you come on the air and you go, well, we had a little private session last week, but we can't tell anybody anything about it. That's not fair. Well, it, it, that's a tease, Tom. That, that, that's a, well, that, he that's did. A, Brian did tell a little bit of it. Though. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He, he did. I mean, I have to tease you a little bit, you know, keep you hanging on the edge of your seat, so to speak. So, uh, I, I, but I, I can see your point, though. We'll, I can. We'll, we'll, work we'll, on, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll work will. on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on not doing you know, that anymore. You know, I, I'm kind of serious, and then in a way, I'm not serious. I'm jokingly saying it. I don't mind you giving constructive criticism. That's fine. But but uh, at the same time, you know, it's just that basketball has come back around for most of us that that love everything about Alabama, but really love basketball as much as we do football, and um, and and we're so thankful, you know. Uh, and don't say it real loud that we won four out of the last seven since Coach Oates got here. But there'd be people knocking at the door trying to hire him. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't think he's dying to leave, though, Tom. No. And I'll tell he you, he may why. not be, but y'all have already said money talks. Well, it, you it know does. It does, but he's not the NBA type. That's number one. And oh, I think I, I would, I would only be worried if he's retired. I think he's perfect for the NBA. Well, he really enjoys recruiting. And, I mean, he uh, may be perfect for the NBA, but I saw young men. I think he enjoys what he does here. Yeah, and you know what? His family loves Gulf Shores, Tom. Oh, well, I can see why. But uh, the the th- thing about it is, I- I'm so glad that uh, Brian gave us a, a decent rundown of, of the talent pool that we've got, and if we can mesh it together, if that all meshes, I think that we could look at something that. Uh, that's kind of special this coming year. I'll tell you something, Tom, uh, about that meeting. And we got to hear from Austin Clonch and Ryan Pannone. And I can tell you, listening to those two guys talk, you just hear a knowledge of basketball, both, mm. the, both the NBA version from Pannone and the college version from Clonch. I tell you what, Tom, when I was listening to Clonch talk, I thought I was listening to a younger version of Nate Oates. He is very yeah, impressive. Yeah. And if yeah, Coach Oates, the, the, the job that worries me with Coach Oates, Tom, is if Tom Izzo retires. Because oh, yeah. he yeah, grew I up going to those camps. When he was a young coach, he went to oh, those yeah. camps. And Izzo is kind right. of one of his mentors. And that one would concern me. But again, That's a good there, point. there's no Gulf Shores in the state of Michigan. Well, and it's it's cold up there too. And uh, now, my understanding is uh, Ms. Oates is, is a gardener, 
and and you're not going to find a finer place to garden. I'm a gardener myself. I know oh, okay. y'all won't believe that, but I am. I believe. And uh, but uh, but it's not a finer place in the world. Cause see, God, when the ice age came through, He cut it off up there around Nashville. <laughs> and we didn't get all that uh, damage from the ice age down through here. That's why we got so many beautiful birds and species of stuff flying and crawling and all that kind of stuff around. And 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 it, you're not going to find a, a better place to garden than, than right here in the state of Alabama. And uh, and my understanding is she she enjoys that. And and you know that that's one of the the great things about living here. If you love the garden, uh, well, I'm rambling. I didn't mean to do that. And uh, But anyway, I enjoy the show, and I'm glad for the basketball talk. I appreciate it. And y'all have a good weekend. Roll Tide. Okay. Roll Tide. Again, before you go, give us your thoughts on the ball game tomorrow. I, I think that, that we're on an a, a upward movement in, in the team. Uh, our quarterback is leading the way, and his leadership is, is starting to come out, and uh, our defense is playing like we're used to Alabama defense is playing. I think we're on, you know, it, I think we're kind of climbing. You know what I mean? And, and climbing is better than, than trying to maintain. Does that make any sense? Sure, it does. We're right there so with I, you, brother. I think we're in a good spot. I really do. We are right there with you, and uh, Alabama. As long y'all as have, hey, I love the show. Y'all did a great job. I've enjoyed it. And don't don't hold it against me. I criticized a little bit. <laughs> hey, Not at all. You know what they say, Tom? Opinions are like buttholes. Oh, everybody's got one, and most of them stink. <laughs> well, when it comes to opinions, everybody tells me I got two. Look out! Oh, <laughs> I understand. Oh, I understand. All right. All right. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, Tom. All right, that's a regular caller, Tom, uh, very loyal to the Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC, which uh, reaches a little bit toward his area in Alabama. It does, it does. Uh, he might not have to use the app. But uh, we appreciate Tom's call. Oh, absolutely. I'm open to that criticism. I, I didn't really mean to tease people. I was just letting them know that I was gathering information that I'll be able to use later on. Well, uh, time. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it's, it's like when I'm, hey, like when I'm, Co-hosting the Bamba basketball pregame show with Hunter Johnson in a couple months mm-hmm. next next month, I might say. Right. Uh, you know some of that background information I learned. Well, see that there's it, nothing it, wrong. It might, it might sneak out and get on the radio, Tom. There, there, there's nothing wrong with, with a little tease to keep keep folks around to listen. That's but that, I, it, I do have to tell you after hearing Austin Clonch and Ryan Panone speak, mm-hmm. Nate Oates has made some tremendous hires, and I can't wait to hear Preston Murphy speak. He wasn't available that night. But Preston Murphy is said to be one of the most dynamic recruiters in the entire NCAA. Really? And I realize he's coming off a show cause, but it was a very short one because it was a very minor infraction uh, where I think he just didn't realize he was actually breaking a rule. But he's uh, he's cleared now. He's on the road recruiting for Nate Oates. He's helping him haul in another good class. And, uh, you know, I said this a couple of years ago, and I'll stick by it. I, I really think that in Nate Oates – Alabama's got their Billy Donovan. Yeah. And yeah. that's high praise. Oh, that is high praise. Now, Billy won back-to-back titles. I'm not saying Nate's going to do that. But I am saying Nate's going to take Alabama to its first-ever Final Four but oh, yeah. sooner than later. Oh, yeah, bet on it. He is building a dynasty. 
I a powerhouse. I absolutely agree. And a and as Brian said, this is going to be one of the tough years for the SEC. A lot of good teams. Yeah, not a lot of weakness. No, no, it, they're going to beat up on each other. So we'll, we'll exactly. See. They and they do that every year. But I think it's going to be even more true in this coming basketball season that starts in literally just a few weeks from now. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great season. And you'll be able to hear the games right here on Tide 100.9 and 95.3 The Bear. And uh, we will do a pregame show prior to the network with myself and Hunter Johnson, a longtime friend of mine. And then uh, while I'm over there writing about the game, uh, Hunter will be doing postgame with you. So uh, there may be a few times that I join him for post game, but most of the time I'm going to be tired of uh, writing about the games for Tide109.com and all the websites. Absolutely, that so. uh, that that Town Square Media owns, and we have eight or nine of them. We do. I mean, we got a great, you know, I got eight stations here in, in Tuscaloosa. So I mean, it's it's great to you know be able to you know uh, do what all we do here at Town Square Media. So and of course, looking forward to everybody coming out uh, Saturday. To uh, walk on, so I mean, shameless plug time here. I mean, you know, for the post game show, myself, myself, Carrie, Matt Coulter, you know, we're going to be at walk ons, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, afternoon slash evening after you know after the game and after the uh, national uh, post game show. Come by and see us, enjoy some uh, great food. Yeah, look, I'm telling you, some of the best food in the world, and they got uh, 43 beers, different beers on tap. So yeah, it's very much a good time at walk ons, and you know, come out and see us, come out and hang out, and be on the radio. Be be a radio star with us. And I've said this on the postgame show, but I'll say it again now. Uh, as someone that's been a server at restaurants, what we used to call a waiter. You're right. <laughs> but uh, they have great service at that restaurant. The, yes, they do. They take care of you. Yes, they do. When it, that tea glass starts getting empty. They, yeah. They, they, they bring up. it to you. They, they, they keep you covered. I yeah. promise you they do. Good food, good service, great TVs, 64 of them. 64 of them. I mean, you look, trust me, you are not going to miss a game while you're there. Yeah, I don't care if it's what, whatever season it is. It doesn't matter if it's football season, basketball season, whichever, whatever. You're not going to miss a game there. I promise. You know who we won't be watching on TV Saturday? <sighs> the Braves. Ooh, it hurts. See, and I'm having a good morning, and then you go to bring that up again. Just, just it's okay, Carrie. Just drive oh, the night. I'm, little, I'm just a drive Braves the night. Guy. No, I mean, I'm I, a Braves, I, guy. Braves are one of are my are one of my two I was, teams. I was, like, uh, I was covering the the coaches show last night, writing about it, and and had one eye on the TV. And then when I got done with that, I was able to concentrate on about an hour's worth of the game and got my hopes up when Austin Riley hit that homer to put them up one nothing. And then all of a sudden. Boom, boom, boom. Here's Philly hitting homers. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Season's over, and that great regular season and all those records the Braves set, they don't really mean quite no, as much it, now. No, it doesn't mean so much because anymore. Because the baseball season is still going, and their season is not. That is true. I hate it. Yeah, it, it's hurtful. It's hurtful, but, you know, it uh, it does happen. But as you said, we're we're kind of used to it. Uh, I mean, and I don't mean to be that guy in the room, but I mean, well, nine, you're not lying. Nine out of ten times, Atlanta is going to Atlanta in the playoffs, and they did. <laughs> they the, did. This was one of the nine. Yeah, twenty twenty one and nineteen ninety five were the exceptions. Th- they were the one out of tens. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember the ninety five series. I was actually there that night in ninety five when when they won. I remember the '95 series. Indians. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and I remember the picture in the uh, paper. My my local paper uh, was uh, I forget which player it was from uh, the Cleveland Indians, but you can see him crying because that was uh, you know when uh, Marquise Grissom caught that last ball in the outfield, center field, yep. you know, and clinched it. Oh yeah, 
it, it, it was it was a fun a fun game to watch, fun series to watch. And I'm gonna tell you what, it was a hot time in the old town that night. Oh yes, yes. We, we, we tailgated after the game. There were <laughs> there were victory cigars. There were uh, yes, sir. There uh, was. I mean, it, it was it was a very good time. Yeah, and I'm sure it was that way in in, tw- in 21. But I was living over here then. I was living in Atlanta in 95. So yeah. that was uh, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. We're gonna go ahead and take our final break. Come back uh, and wrap things up in our final segment here. You've been listening to Inside the Locker Room with uh, substitute hosts Mark McGriff and Kerry Clark sitting in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson, right here on Tide 100.9 and 12:30 a.m. WTBC. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, things calming down around town. Now remember, it's homecoming in Kentuck weekend in Tuscaloosa. That means a lot more traffic in the area. Just slow down, be careful, and I'll keep you informed. Now get instant savings from Towns and Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, coming up Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show. That means a lot of fun. Our Bama football trivia contest, giving away another terrific Steve Skipper print, autographed and signed by the artist and by Eddie Lacy. And also, Adam Amin from Fox Sports, my point spread predictions and more. That's the Gary Harris Show, Friday morning at 9 on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and cool today and tonight. Only a slight chance of a shower. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 60. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny. The high, 76. Sunday, much cooler. Cloudy at times. A few sprinkles possible. The high, 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back. We are about to close things out here on what's been an interesting and hopefully to you informative show of Inside the Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Kerry Clark, joined by my good buddy, Mark McGriff. Yes, sir. As we sit in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson on this Friday the 13th. It hasn't been unlucky for us. We've we've had a good time. Oh, yeah. Always a good time. We've talked about high school football, college football. Talked a little Bama basketball. Yeah, we talked a lot of Bama basketball. We were hoping to talk some Auburn football and basketball, but uh, Sonny Smith was... Not able to come on with us, but that's okay. We understand. I'm sure oh, yeah. Wimp and Barry Think, will have things him. happen. Yeah, I'm sure next Friday Wimp and Barry will have him back on. I'm sure they will. And um, him, you know, I don't know if you knew about this, but Wimp Sanderson and Sonny Smith used to have their own show. Really, it ran in Birmingham for three or four years. Okay, and it was uh, Wimp and Sonny. One thinks he's smart. One thinks he's funny. <laughs> that was the intro. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a pretty cool show. I would say they played off each other well. I'm sure. And and even though they were coaching rivals for all those years in the 80s and 90s, they remain friends to this day. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure that's probably the case with most coaches nowadays. I mean it, you know it is. It you is. know the rivalries are more in the fans and the coaches. Yeah, because for most coaches, this is this is business. I mean, you know, this is you know. But I can tell you, there's some coaches that Nate Oates don't like. Well, yeah, I'm sure uh, there is. One I'm... of them's gone now. Will Wade from LSU. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, one of them is still in place over in Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure. Nate, I mean, Nate is not a fan of the midget. <laughs> um, not at all. I understand. It, it, they've had some bitter recruiting battles. Oh, wait, I can and, see that. Uh, they still are to this day having them. And, but I'll never forget that time. Oates' second year. Mm-hmm. They're in Nashville. And they beat LSU in the SEC championship game. LSU missed two or three shots in the final seconds. Mm-hmm. And Alabama hung on for a narrow uh, one-point win. Mm. And uh, as soon as that buzzer sounded, Oates looked down to that other bench and screamed at the top of his young lungs to Will Wade, get the out of here. Yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> I can't say what he said. No, no, but, no. Uh, so I like my job. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I can't really, I can't really say I blame uh, Nate Oates for that. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's there's people uh, that Coach Saban really doesn't like. He's not going to say anything, but yeah, I, he I'm, never lets on. I don't think he was thrilled with that tirade Jimbo had. Yeah, last year. Well, yeah, I yeah. think Jimbo made a fool out of himself. It, well, yeah, and, and he did. And, he and made, since that tirade is lost twice to Coach Saban. Exactly. That's the only beat him once ever. Yeah, but Jimbo will be able to hang on his entire career to the fact that he was the first ever Saban former assistant to beat the, well, I mean, the, the and, big man. Well, that's great and all, but, uh, you know, okay, you got one national championship, Jimbo. Nick's got seven. Well, <laughs> I a, mean, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just put it out there. I mean, if you no, want to, if you want to, if you want to go there, that's let's go there. Fun with math. If you want to talk about the goat, let's talk about the goat. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no math class where seven's not greater than one. It's, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Jimbo did get one at Florida State. I'll give him credit. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, you uh, know, Jameis Winston was a, was a killer quarterback. I mean, he was a great quarterback. And, and you know, uh, Florida State, and not knocking Florida State because I actually like Florida State. But, I mean, you know, they had a, a great program. And that championship game against Auburn, yes, I was saying, let's, you know, let's go Knowles. I mean, of course, but, I mean, because my, my crimson glasses wouldn't let me say anything else but that. But, you know, uh, hey, Jimbo had his run, and, uh, Jimbo might as well take his money at Texas A and M and go do something else because uh, I'll be real surprised if he. Uh, He's you know, not short of Benjamins now. Oh no no no! But I, I'll be surprised if he doesn't turn that program around. Like you said earlier, he's coaching for his job. Uh, that starts this week. Oh yes, sir. Tennessee yeah, him, him beats him. T- yeah, Texas A and M in Tennessee. Yeah, that time bomb starts ticking. Oh yeah, hot seat. Hot yeah. seat. I don't know. You wonder if the old offensive coordinator Petrino might get a look. Uh, maybe. I, mean, I wonder, I wonder how, how much he's ingratiated himself in the short time he's been there with the oil folks. Um, well, I guess time will tell. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about Jameis Winston since, since you mentioned that he mm-hmm. was the starting quarterback for Jimbo when he won the national championship in FSU. Mm-hmm. Crab legs. His final, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but even, even before that, his final high school game mm-hmm. in Hueytown, Alabama, mm-hmm. at the old stadium, they've got a new one now, but uh, his final game, they were playing in the playoffs against Viger of Mobile. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was accompanied to that game by a name you might be familiar with, uh, young Laura Rutledge. Mm-hmm. She was working with us over at uh, Scout.com back then. Right. And uh, she was there to cover the game for them, and I was there to cover it for them as well. Okay. And uh, we were both kind of doing the recruiting aspect of it because for a very long time, Alabama thought they were getting Jameis Winston. Yeah. A very long time. Jimbo swooped in at the end and pulled him away. Is uh, you know He didn't have oil money, but he had something. Yeah, well, uh, I mean. So it, Laura actually had me walk her to her car that night after the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we've stayed friends since then. Uh, 
big Laura Rutledge fan. Back then, she was Laura McKeeman. Right. I can remember the night she won Miss Florida. Oh, yeah. And um, maybe next time that we co-host on a Friday or whatever day of the week, if if we have to sub him somebody, maybe I'll get Laura to call the show. That would be fun. Um, We'd have a good time. I used to call her. I used to call myself her media uncle, and she got to be a kick out of that. And, uh, right. She's she's done great for herself on the SEC Network and really proud of Laura. And, uh, of course, she married a former Alabama baseball player. Yeah, that she did. Josh Rutledge. Yeah. Former yeah. Boston Red Sox, Josh Rutledge. <sighs> well, look, I'm not holding that against him, okay? Just, you know. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not holding that against you, Josh. You yeah. know, you, you know, you you're still a good guy, even though you played for them. But it's okay. And now he, like John Parker Wilson, has become a financial consultant in Birmingham. Yes, yes. and a successful, successful couple there. Indeed. Um, oh little, yeah, little Reese Rutledge making those picks every Saturday, just as cute as she can be. <laughs> right. She takes after Mama. Yeah, indeed she does. And Mama I, I, has really coached her up too. Yeah, you could tell. It won't surprise me one day if she's not an announcer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. You know, it'd be you know a generational thing, definitely. Yeah, someday we'll get we'll get Laura to call in if I if I sub again. Uh, oh yeah, that that would be a good time, be fun. But uh, you know, you talked about the Braves earlier to kind of switch yeah. switch gears. I mean, so if you're if you're the Braves now, what's what's your mindset? You know, what is your what is your mindset right now if you're the Braves? Is it time to, you know, start thinking about next year, start making trades? What what are we doing? Are we just kinda we need to keep the pitching healthy? They really yes. missed Charlie Morton in this series. He yes. just couldn't go. He was gonna get to go in the next round, but he wasn't clear to go in the first round, so they really missed him. Yes. The night they had to put Elder out there and he got shelled. That would have been Charlie Morton. Yeah. Uh keep the pitchers healthy. Uh get the bats out of the wreck. Out of the rack. Yes, please. They, they batted like they were in a wreck. <laughs> but get the bats out of the rack next postseason. And, you know, there's always next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was another letdown. Yeah, it was the Phillies again. But the Phillies are just more geared to postseason. Yeah. They kept their pitchers healthy. Yes, they did. And, Lord, do they have some pitchers. Yeah. Pitching wins ball games. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, All right. It's been a fun time. It hours, has Mark. been a great time. Absolutely. We had a good time. Really, Joe, we're going to make way for the Gary Harris Show. Yeah. He's coming up, and he'll join you from 9 to 11. Uh, we have enjoyed sitting in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson. It has so, been a great time. For Mark McGriff, I'm Kerry Clark. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9 FM and WCTBC 1230 AM Tuscaloosa.